the 16th of August. We're in Romans, if you remember, we've had a break over the weekend and yesterday too, apologies. But today we're picking back up in Romans on the McShane reading program and we're in chapter 7. Chapter 7. Now, look, at the outset I want to say the Bible is an incredibly complex book. And of the book, the book, uh, the Bible, Romans is one of the most complex books of the Bible. And I think we have to give that respect when we come to the Bible. This is a divine piece of literature. It's full of God's wisdom and intelligence. And we are mere humans, finite creatures. And so we must always come to it with reverence or we will never conquer it, we will never fully grasp it. It'll, it'll be much beyond the sophistication of earthly minds. But nevertheless, we'd expect to glean some truth for it, for salvation. So we come to chapter 7, and I say all this because it's a really, really, really complex chapter. And look, I want to give you the two main views. The, the, uh, the former seems is one, probably the more traditional view, and then the second one, which I steer towards... Uh, more contemporary, uh, and by contemporary I don't mean the last couple of years, I mean you know, the last 50 years or so. So, chapter 7, and Paul is talking about this struggle of between what he wants to do and uh, what he actually does, between the inclinations of his flesh, of his body, and the desire of his soul, of his spirit, and the two are in contradiction. And Paul seems to be losing. I mean, look at this. He says, he says these words, uh, if I can just find them. Uh, I do not understand for what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And so Paul is saying, there's this struggle. I don't want to do what I do, but I do it. I hate it. And he continues in verse, uh, verse 19, therefore what? I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Can you see the struggle? He's having a real struggle. And he sounds, he's having, look, he sounds very unspiritual if we're honest. I mean, he's, he says what he doesn't want to do, he does. What he wants to do, he doesn't. And so, you know, this is a really struggling guy, struggling in the faith. And so here's the traditional view. The traditional view looks at this and suggests that this is how it is for Christians. This is why we struggle. We all struggle like Paul. Even the great apostles struggled. Look at him. You know, and if he struggled, then I'm going to struggle. I mean, he's a super guy and I'm just a normal guy. And look, Paul was doing all the stuff he didn't want to do. And so typically this is used to justify the struggle we have in the Christian life. And every one of us who struggle with sin... We all struggle with sin. I struggle with sin. You struggle with sin. We can turn to this passage and it seems to buttress and support and explain why we struggle. And if we're honest, justifies it. And if we're really, really honest, allows us to continue in it because oh, we all struggle. Okay, that's one reading of it. And, and, and that's the effect of it, that it can become, in the end, just a mere justification, a rationale, for why I'm not spiritual, because even the Apostle Paul clearly struggled all the time. So the alternative, here's another way of looking at this, and this is uh, the way I would lean. Paul, and yet, yet 
reading the passage properly, we get this. I'll briefly give it to us. Paul is not talking about himself in the present. Paul is talking about himself as a Jew representing Jews throughout Jewish history. Pre-law, law times and post-law. Pre-law is, is Abrahamic days. Uh, Pre-Moses, law days is the, the Mosaic times which ended with Jesus, post-law. Okay, and so what I want to suggest is Paul is that he's taking the reader on a dramatized journey of what it looked like for a Jew. He's putting himself in the, in that place that before the law, I didn't know what sin was, but when the law came, I knew what sin was, and sin, this law, rather than make me more holy, actually made me was has led to me becoming more sinful because the prohibition only excited sin in me. And, and I began, and although I knew what sin was, I did it more. What I wanted to do, I could not do. Uh, what the Lord told me to do, I could not do. What the Lord told me not to do, that I did. And I think that's what Paul is saying there. That this was how life looked on the law. But look, look what he says in, in chapter 7, verse 6. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve the new way of the Spirit. Paul is saying that he's not under the law anymore. He says it further. And so hence, what I want to suggest, so when he says uh, what I want to do, for it may not be a delight to do in God's law, but I see another law at work in me and the members of my body were waging war against my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin. That's all pre his deliverance, pre-Jesus. And hence why he finishes off with these words. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? But why would Paul be saying that if Jesus has already died for his sins, if he has already been uh, released from the law, if his faith is already in Jesus, Paul can only mean that who delivers the Jewish race from this, from the law and what he's doing to them? It's Jesus. That's what he's saying. He goes, look, what a wretched man I am. Who will deliver me uh, from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so I think what Paul is saying is, that's how life used to be under Judaism, okay? Uh, the law didn't make anyone right. It actually made us more sinful, as it were. But Jesus comes to deliver us from this body, from this body that is, that is married to the law and causes all kinds of struggles. And what I want to do, I can't do. What I don't want to do, I do do. But Jesus has delivered me, says Paul, from all that. And so I think that's what Paul is saying. That as a believer, he has been delivered from the law. This conflict is not the same as it used to be. But here, here's what we're not saying. Paul is now saying, he's not saying, now I'm perfectly righteous and you should be. We all struggle with sin and the Bible foresees that. But I don't believe Romans 7 is saying, picturing that because it's, this is a really unspiritual guy. Whereas a Christian generally is somebody who is moving towards holiness, moving towards God, making progress, having setbacks but making progress. He's not falling so significantly, constantly as this passage suggests. As a Christian, when we sin, John 1, we have an advocate with the Father, don't we? And if we confess our sins, he forgives us our sins. Trust in him, believe in him, but we pursue holiness. We live for him, we put our trust in him. He died for our sins. He has delivered us from our body of death. 
trust in him and keep walking.